0: This is All Things MMA. My name is Ken Maguire and on the podcast this week, joined again as always by Miles Price, we're going to go for a walk through the UFC 254 card with a big look at what's going to happen between Habib Nurmagomedov and Justin Gaethje as they go head-to-head for the UFC lightweight title. All goes down this weekend. Here's how we got on. It's all things MMA, weekends all over again, and one of the biggest weekends in mixed martial arts action, potentially mixed martial arts history, uh, depending on whose camp that you're in. But to walk us through it all, uh, joined, as always, uh, by professional fighter himself, Miles Price of Team Rhino Kilkenny. How are you? How are things?
1: Hi Ken, how's it going? Having a great uh, start to the week so far, apart from the whole lockdown situation. But sure, look, we'll keep the good side out, stay optimistic, and stay trucking on. How
0: are you keeping? I'm good. I'm good. I'm absolutely uh, rearing to go. We've we've been talking a lot about the the fights on on Fight Island uh, out in uh, out in uh, Yas Island in in Abu Dhabi, and the biggest potentially biggest uh, of the year, uh, if not in in quite some time, uh, sees. Uh, training partner of yours when you do get the chance to go across to AKA in the States uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov who's the current UFC lightweight uh, champion undisputed and has been for quite some time he is taking on uh, Justin Gaethje I've been watching the I've been watching the embedded stuff even to bring the the immediacy of this week you have got two fighters who are going out to give the role. you've also got two really nice, really humble, really uh, martial arts lifestyle guys that we've, uh, that that lifestyle that we've spoken about so often before. Uh, They're going head to head, main event, early kickoff as well which is great, main card gets underway at six o'clock Irish time. Um, but it's Habib and Justin Gaethje Let's let's break it down. Uh, I I I don't even know where to start. People are going to be super excited to watch this. You go straight in for the end. You go straight to the build up. But give give me your thoughts. What what do you think is going to unfold on Saturday evening?
1: Uh, I feel like that. Uh, Justin offers a much more dangerous threat to uh stylistically to Habib than uh, Tony does. And I feel, I feel like people really do underestimate the fact that styles really do make fights, especially in the top 20 of uh, best organizations, Bellator, UFC, Brave, even you could throw that in there. Uh, if you have like uh, the top 20, usually it doesn't come down to records. It comes down to uh, somebody's last performance and also styles. So for me, even though Tony would seem to the fans like a, a, a more of an appealing matchup, Justin is actually a lot more of a threat. And I felt like that before he bet Tony because of his uh, wrestling pedigree, because of his style, the leg kicks and the, the willingness to go into carnage a little bit and be smart in the carnage too, which he's developed a lot with uh what is it? What's his name again? Steve. What's his coach, Steve Whitman or Steve?
0: Oh, uh, I think it's Stephen uh, Whitman, yeah. yes, yes, yes. The, oh, his wrestling I coach.
1: Feel, yeah, I feel like he's really, uh, he's really developed well, but, you know, for me, I, I, I really do see where Habib was coming from in a recent interview when he was saying that, yeah, you can say NCAA all you like, but at the end of the day, um, I've been using my wrestling in live competition for 28 fights and it's never failed, you know? And that's very true. Like Justin uses his wrestling in a very, very different way. And I think that will play against him. Uh, I know he's saying that he's going to circle off the fence and he's going to leg kick and do good timing on the more likely the one, two and the three, the jab cross hook, <clears throat> and he will probably work those, just that game plan but it's only going to last for so long, you know? Like, I mean, when you're looking at stats, I I mean, what are the percentages of him lasting the whole fight and Habib not being able to take him down and hold him there? I mean, like it's pretty low percentage and it's a very high percentage that Habib gets people in that position, Mm -hmm. holds them there and finishes the fight. I mean, they're just facts. So I, I feel like that if you're going to beat Habib, you have to take him down, Habib down. You have to take Habib down. And you need to have the confidence to do that, and you need to take something away from Habib by actually taking him down. You have to be confident and brave enough to go into the unknown. Now, I don't want people to <laughs> to take too much from this because I was most of the time taking a first class flight to Dagestan in training sessions with Habib. <laughs> but <laughs> I I, <laughs> I took him down once in the grey room, and. I could feel that there was a change in momentum in the spar after that. I could sense it and feel it. And now it came like I mean the next round again, like I mean, I just straight back to the first class fucking seat again. But I mean, like there's you need to you need to do that. You need to be strong willed enough to go, I'm taking you down. I'm gonna get you on the takedown. How's that sound? Because I'm sick of getting taken down. I'm taking you out with your game and I'm gonna make you feel that when and you in a in competition that means something in the training rooms we go to the next round we go to the next set of rhythms the next moment but in competition somebody takes habib down it will change the fight a bit you know and you need to have what justin has and his game plan with a sense of i'm going to mix it up and take you down too
0: so what we, what we've seen so far from the behind the scenes footage uh, and what we've heard from uh, from Justin's wrestling coaches out there they they're going to they're going to uh, a lot of unorthodox uh, wrestling movements they're they're t- they're taking things a little bit uh, country they're working on some fierce hard uh, scrambles like we we've we, we've seen we've seen I oh, know yeah. we've seen the way uh, Habib Loves to take people down, but immediately lock up the ankles, lock up the knees, take the legs out of the equation. You're literally getting smothered. I think Habib's line this week was like, uh, I will take him down, uh I, I will hold him there and I will maul him uh, and then I will take him down and I will choke him out. He's very clear in what it is uh in what it is that he's going to do. What
1: That's a very, very strange game plan from Habib he usually never does that.
0: No, no <laughs> you... <laughs> Well, you know, like you were saying, if it's if it's been working for twenty eight fights, I mean why change now? Like for uh, exactly. for, for Justin with the wrestling, like just uh, I, he goes to the wrestling when he needs to go to the wrestling but for for ages uh, he it was the kind of he was he was the kind of fighter that just wanted to go in like against Eddie Alvarez uh, against Dustin Poirier some of those earlier fights michael johnson maybe 2 or 3 years ago where it was that was the 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 ultimate fighter finale one but this was just a guy who just he wanted to come in and just Throw and keep throwing and keep throwing and keep yeah. throwing, and they were quite early. He was out of the first round uh, with a first round win against James Vick. He had a first round win against uh, Edson Barbosa last year. Uh, first round against Cowboy last year. Uh, Tony was Tony was um, Tony was a lot. Um, that was our, that was only earlier this year. That was in May. Yeah. And he he made it to the fifth round, but he hasn't. I don't think he's been beyond. Outside of the Dustin fight, he hasn't been beyond the the, the second, third round since yeah. he's joined the UFC, from what I can and see anyway.
1: Also, like, I think it has to be said that, like, I, I feel like Habib has just covered all areas, uh, listened to his recent interviews, because <coughs> he has got a point about uh, just pitching. Like, I mean, it is different going five rounds striking mm. and going five rounds wrestling. Like, man, I can go strike, I, I can go strike, striking for 10 fives, no problem. You stick me in striking with someone, I can do 10 fives. You You stick me in doing jujitsu with someone, I can do 10 fives, no problem. I'm, I promise you, I, that is like, like that's where I'm comfy. You stick somebody yeah. doing wrestling for five fives and you are in a hoop after that i promise you
0: so so one,
1: one to two rounds in you're bollocks you're bollocks <laughs> it's just it's a different type of conditioning and in a high stress situation like a ufc title fight for all the ages i mean that takes something away from you as well so not only do you have to deal with the wrestling which is in in general very tough you're also dealing with the nerves to go along with it. So I mean, there's something to be said for that. I mean, I think that's the deciding factor in this fight, to be honest.
0: So what to to get to to get to that stage, to get comfy doing five fives on the wrestling side of things, which is absolutely what may have to happen or what may happen uh, on on Saturday evening. I mean, what what changes do you see? Or could you could you even speculate that Justin would have to make even from from a camp perspective to get ready for something like this to get ready for an opponent like Habib, you having had the first hand experience of training with him?
1: I think you have to wrestle you have to wrestle lots offensively, offensively. Like when I any fights I've I've ever lost, right? Like I lost, say for instance, the Sean Carter fight on Cage Warriors a, a couple of years back. I lost that boy. I was winning the round. I felt very comfortable in there. He caught me in a triangle. Fair enough. I had to go away and spend three months being become, becoming a triangle offensive expert and have a deep understanding of how triangles work in an offensive manner, finding out all routes and possibilities and what ifs that they would come from and the chains that they go with, with, with them. And then... I fully understood the defense if you want to understand somebody's offense or somebody's offense then you have to mimic that in a sense you have to become good at it yourself in order to understand the defense you can't just learn the defense you have to understand the offense first you have to understand the mechanics you have to become make that part of your game and then you know what the defense is Justin has to, like I hope he has, he has to offensively wrestle a lot in his camp. He has to be the aggressive wrestler and take guys down, and then he'll have the the confidence to be the defensive wrestler. We've already seen what doing a whole camp of defensive wrestling for Habib does for you. Absolutely fuck all. Like Connor did a whole camp of just defensive wrestling, and then he ended up just getting wrestled. Like, you have to become the offensive grappler, you know?
0: When uh, Justin was interviewed earlier this week, he had said that the, the title doesn't matter. It's a kind of a nice little thing that it's there. It'll probably, you know, it'll give him a belt. It'll give him a little kind of a a, a gold C beside his name. It'll probably throw an extra zero on his next paycheck. Uh, but he is driven by being the person who will take that O away from Habib to break his undefeated record. That is all that he wants to do. Is that is that a good attitude to have going in? Uh, <clears throat> I
1: think so. I think it's a very humble attitude, actually. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, like, like I, I've turned down title fights before mm-hmm. because I, 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 I didn't credit the opponent. And I know that sounds funny, but that's just my morals, you know? Like, I feel yeah. like there are good morals from Justin. I just want to beat the best in the world. I don't want to have some, some belt that says I'm the best in the world. And then, like, it's kind of like, There's no real context or reality to it. I mean, like you could say that Justin's a world champion now, which he is. Does that make him the best in the world? No. He has to beat the best in the world. He has to go by who is actually would give him the status of being the best in the world. So what's the point of having two pressures of fighting for the belt and fighting Habib? Just have one pressure, focus on one thing, focus on fighting him and that's it.
0: Okay. So we've got five rounds. Main event, Saturday evening, 6 o'clock kickoff. Habib and Justin, um, call it for me.
1: Uh, I think Habib rounds, round four. I think he's going to finish him. I think he's probably going to finish him with damage, ground and pound, round four. I don't think he's going to choke him out. I don't think he's going to submit him. I think he's probably going to lay some pretty vicious ground and pound and finish him by technical knockout.
0: Okay, uh, interesting. Because uh, uh, outside of the promising to to get him to the ground and hold him and maul him, um, uh, the, the the third kind of piece of the puzzle that uh, Habib have been talking about all week long uh, so far is just about making him tired, wearing him down mentally and physically. I suppose if you if you get to that point, you might be in a small funny bit story.
1: Ahead. Funny story, actually, when I uh, when I signed with. Uh Ali, my initiation spars were Otman uh, as a guitar. He's in Moroccan German. <laughs> the
0: they, <laughs> they, they have initiation spars?
1: Yeah, well, I had to have one. Yeah, I asked. Uh, well, Manap, one of the uh, Habib's Dagestani friends, came up and said, Why don't you get Ali to manage your brother? All this stuff. And I was like, Okay, I, I think that's a Nigerian accent, but anyway, close enough. And, uh, <laughs> and then basically, uh, he went. I went up to him and I said, Yeah, I was a bluff. He managed by that would be fantastic and all that and the lads put in a good word for me and then he the next day uh, Habib and Ali called me over and he said oh, look you spar Othman as a guitar, that German Moroccan fell in the UFC and I went in had a great spar against him and then I had to spar Ali as well he loves going to hell for a letter he's a judo Olympian as well <laughs> just turn the head off you but it was a great spar as well you know
0: <laughs> fair enough fair basically
1: enough. basically you went okay right right we'll sign you and then uh, um the next day he rang me and he, and it was the next day, not the day, not the next day, but the day after I was flying home. So yeah. the next day he rang me and he said, want to fly out to Las Vegas to spare Justin Gaethje and Frankie Eger? And I went, I'm fucking flying home tomorrow and I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shit. I was absolutely good. I was glad if I would go. I would love to have felt that spar with Justin Gaethje you now because I think I'd be I'd be a, a, another lad who sparred with Habib's opponents.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. you you're shortly <laughs> going to be. Okay. Reputation for me, Salvin. That's it, Joe. Yeah. You're you're going to be tapped up as the go-to guy for the inside tracks on on key <laughs> fighters and key events. So we've got Habib, uh, Habib on a, a TKO victory for the fourth round. We'll see how that stacks up for next week. Uh, very briefly, Miles. Some of the the other the the other big events uh, on the card. It's a busy card for people that want to watch it. It's UFC 254. Uh, Michael Chandler is on standby, uh, former Bellator champ. He's been brought into the wings uh, as a way of, I thought there was initially going to be a, a bout between himself and, and Tony Ferguson. Um, But I, just in case either Habib or Justin uh, fall off the, the planet, he's going to be there. But uh, Robert Whittaker uh, finally gets a crack at Jared uh, uh, Cannoneer, uh, which should be should be quite an interesting one at at, uh, at middleweight. I think Jared was, was heavyweight and came down to light heavyweight and came down to middleweight uh all al- all along the way. Uh, have you have you an eye on this one? Um Whitaker's been kind of getting himself back in the back in the good books.
1: Yeah, I think Whitaker's probably gonna take this, if I was being honest. Uh I think I think Kalloneer is very good, but I feel like uh Robert is probably going to be slick move. You know, I think he's just. I think he just has a better IQ. The cannoneer kind of really, like that's all. You know what I know. I feel like the cannoneer, kind of like a course. He's dangerous, and he's probably he, he, he has wicked ground and pound. His ground and pound is nasty as. Back. But I feel like that Robert is cute enough. I think he could actually come back and be a champion again. I think he can derail Israel if he actually like goes on a bit of a run here. I think he has the chance to do that again, you know.
0: Interesting. Okay. Uh, and the the, the third the third of the big ones, Walt Harris, uh, is back in the game as well. He's also been kind of putting together a nice little portfolio for himself, uh, going in at heavyweight takes on Alexander Volkov. Always nice to see a good heavyweight fight or the the potential for a good heavyweight fight on a card.
1: Um, I feel like I think Volkov will take this. Yeah. I think Walt I, I don't know what happened to him in this last fight, but it's his last fight where it kind of looked like he... I think it was against... Uh,
0: Walt Harris's last fight was against Alistair Overeem. Now, he lost Yeah, it.
1: that's right. He, that's right. Yeah, that he, fight. It looked like that he was a little bit overwhelmed in that fight. You know, it looked like that he got... You know, it, mentally, he kind of didn't look really on point and Now, he,
0: he, know, had, he had come off uh, a fairly horrific end to uh, 2019. His stepdaughter had been... Uh, kidnapped or his stepdaughter had been had been. I remember, yeah. There, I remember there was, was an awful sad lot. Story. There was an awful lot going on, and I think we had spoken about it. We might have spoken about it at the time. Um, this is this is going back to to May this year that he was carrying yeah. a lot of a lot of stuff into it. And uh, but yeah. I mean, we've seen him, we've seen him in action kind of before. Uh, uh he did a good win over Alexei Olenek. Now that was that was like that was the one uh, the two fights against uh, Spivak in May last year and then July last year against Olenek uh, these were it's like we haven't seen Walt Harris go beyond a minute uh, so he was like 50 seconds in the, the Olenek fight uh, and yeah. then it was like a, a flying knee and a left hook uh, did the damage in, in July but against Overeem he was a bit out of his depth
1: yeah I do uh, I do feel like though <clears throat> taking that in consideration I feel like that if he uh, if he was on farm I think he would have beaten I would have beaten him, him but because of everything that he was carrying into the fight, as you were saying. Yeah. Uh, But that needs to be taken into consideration going into this fight as well. And it's just, they're just facts, you know, like it's tough what he went through. I mean, I can only imagine the, the pain and the hurt and the suffering that he has to lean into mm. and get through a little bit. And while trying to be in the toughest one, probably the toughest sport in the world, really, that's not easy to do. So I hope that he's, he's, um, through that and it's not going to affect him in
0: this, this fight. Okay, well with the footage that we've seen of him this week he's, he's been looking pretty good in the training and the, the outdoor side of things Volkov is looking to get back in the win column as well Curtis Blades his last opponent in June of this year lost the unanimous decision uh, having beaten Greg Hardy uh, on a decision uh, last November, but they are the key fights for this weekend for UFC 254. All goes down Saturday evening. It's the early kickoff. It's 2 p.m. Eastern time in the states, uh, because it's in Abu Dhabi. Means the card activity gets underway six o'clock Irish time. So we should be seeing. I think. I think that might be the that might be the prelim side of things. Um, but uh, again, we're getting ourselves a card where you can enjoy a full night of fights uh, and still make bed by about 10 or 11 o'clock. a Saturday night Uh, Miles if people are looking to get in in touch because you'd 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 just mentioned it very uh, loosely at the beginning the gyms are closed but you're still carrying on uh, online and helping people do what they need to do Um, so if they've got questions or queries or they're curious about online training and how you can help out uh, how can they get in touch
1: for sure Uh, you, you get in touch with me On um, on my Instagram handle mainly, you can find me on Messenger, but it's mainly Miles Price Fitness on Facebook or Instagram. Shoot me a message, and uh, we can go from there. See if it's the right fit for you. Uh, My main focus is always catering around people's lifestyles and doing things at their own pace and understanding people and and what their needs are and what their purposes are too. You know, and I feel like in times like these uh, where the rug is being pulled from underneath a lot of people kind of on a consistent and on and off basis, which is very stressful because, you know, you're getting you're just getting back into the swing of things and then it's being taken away from you, you know. And um, at the end of the day, I work with people and I work to better people's lives. I don't just get people fit. Uh, I feel like that, that's a, a very small aspect of what I give people for online training and what they can avail of. So my main focus is just to make people's lives uh, better, give people more support, more accountability, and cater absolutely everything around them and their lifestyle w- with a sense of progress and um, compensation. And I feel like that during these times, it would be great to uh, to give that to people, which I am. I, ha- I only have a couple of slots realistically left on my online coaching. So if you feel like that, it's something that you want to do, please do get in contact with me. And if I can't help you and I don't have the availability... I'll, be, I'll pass you on to the person that I feel like is the best fit for you and your lifestyle.
0: There you go. Just exactly what we want to hear. Miles, as always, uh, thanks uh, so much for your time and your insights. This has been All Things MMA. We'll be digesting the aftermath of UFC 254 next week. Until then, good luck. You've been listening to all things MMA as broadcast on KCLR Saturday and Sunday. Scoreline between 2 o'clock and 6 o'clock weekends uh, on the station. You can check out the website online at kclrfanzone.com or for more, why not subscribe to the podcast if you can't join us live. You'll find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or any half-decent podcast platform. If you want to get in touch, it's very simple. Email sport at kclr96fm.com or find us on Twitter. It's at 80 MMA show. Until next time, good luck.